This morning we invite you to Psalm 41. Psalm 41. And we'll read the whole psalm this morning for your hearing. Psalm 41. Beginning with verse number 1, the psalmist begins, Blessed is he that considereth the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive, and he shall be blessed upon the earth. And thou will not deliver him unto the will of his enemies. The Lord will strengthen him upon the bed of languishing. Thou will make all his bed in his sickness. I said, Lord, be merciful unto me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against thee. Mine enemies speak evil of me. When shall he die and his name perish? And if he come to see me, he speaketh vanity. His heart gathereth iniquity to itself. When he goeth abroad, he telleth it. All that hate me whisper together against me. Against me do they devise my hurt. An evil disease, say they, cleaveth fast unto him. And now that he lieth, he shall rise up no more. Yea, mine own familiar friend in whom I trusted, which did eat of my bread, has lifted up his heel against me. But thou, O Lord, be merciful unto me, and raise me up, that I may requite them. By this I know that thou favorest me, because mine enemy doth not triumph over me. And as for me, thou upholdest me in mine integrity, and settest me before thy face forever. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, from everlasting and to everlasting. Amen and amen. May the Lord's blessing be upon that of the reading of his word. This morning for just a few moments, I would have us consider uh, Psalm 41 here uh, before us. And as we do, the first thing that I would draw your attention to is some facts about that of the psalm. First of all, the author of the psalm. The title declares it is a psalm of David. David is the penman of this psalm. It also tells us that it was for the director of music. You note there in the title it says, To the chief musician, a psalm of David. Most likely like the uh, other psalms that we've studied just recently, this psalm was written by uh, David, and then it was given over to the choir director uh, to direct it, uh, make instructions as to how that it ought to be sung. As to the background of the psalm, we have nothing with regards to it. Nothing is found uh, there in the title as to the background, uh, the occasion of uh, the psalm. However, the psalm does give us some information, I believe, uh, that uh, tells us about that of what was going on uh, uh, at the time. The genre of the psalm, or the type of psalm that it is, it has elements of that of thanksgiving, and it also has elements of lament. The placement of the psalm is the 41st Psalm, and it completes the first book of the Psalter. 
it completes the first book of the Psalter. Now, the Psalter is, of course, all 150 Psalms. But amongst that of the Psalter, there are five books. And at certain places in that of the Psalter, we have that of a statement at the very end of a particular psalm, and it ends that book. If you want the breakdown of the Psalter, chapters 1 through 41 is the first book. Chapters 42 through 72 is the second book. Chapters 73 through 89 is the third. Chapters 90 through 106 is the fourth. And chapters 107 through 150 is the fifth. Now you note here at the end of this psalm, in verse number 13, it reads, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting and everlasting. Amen and amen. This is the ending for not only this psalm, but also for that of the book itself. We have similar uh, verses uh, in that of the other divisions that tell us that that's where the break uh, is for each uh, book. Adversity. It comes to all. Dark and hard days, we all know them. They come and they test that of our faith. The question of doubts, Doubts as to why? Why me? Why am I going through this dark time? Why, why am I experiencing these difficulties? They all, kinds of questions like this, come to us. Even the saints of God, these questions arise when they're going through that of dark and difficult uh, times. Even the question of does God really care? Or questioning the faithfulness of God. In this psalm, David, he was going through a time of that of great adversity. A very difficult time for him. He was seriously ill. He was surrounded by that of ones that slandered him. Friends that slandered him, who longed for that of his death. One who was close, friend of his, basically, basically walked all over him, kicked him in the chins, you might say, betrayed him. In this situation, David acknowledges that of God's blessings. He acknowledges that of his sin and he acknowledges that of the faithfulness of God. The blessing of the godly person. Verses 1 through 3. The psalmist who is David, he pins these words. Blessed is he that considereth the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive and he shall be blessed upon the earth and thou will not deliver him under the will of his enemies. The Lord will strengthen him upon the bed of languishing. Thou will make all his bed in his 
sickness. Blessed is he that considereth the poor. David starts out this psalm with that of a beatitude. He, he begins with that of the same similar language that this first book begins with. If you remember over in Psalm uh, number 1, and in verse number 1, it says, Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinner, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Psalm 32, David, he writes, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is a man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no God. This is the third, you might say, beatitude of the first book of the Psalter. Blessed is he that considereth the poor. Now, what exactly did David mean when he said, Blessed is he that considereth the poor? Well, the word blessed speaks of the one who considereth the poor. The one who considereth the poor, the psalmist David, he says, is blessed. Blessed is he that considereth the poor. So the first thing that our statement tells us is, is that the one who is being spoken of here and about is one who is blessed. He is one who is highly favored. Highly favored by divine grace. Blessed is he that considereth the poor. The word considereth. It means to think. But the idea here which is found in the statement that the psalmist makes is not that of a thought in passing. No, the one whom the psalmist David here speaks of is one who thinks about the poor. And not only thinks about him, but considers him. And as we know, the word considereth is a verb, is a verb of action. He does something with regards to the poor. And the idea here is, is that he acts to assist, to help. Because the one that is spoken of here as the poor is one who is helpless, the one who is in need. And so the psalmist David here, he says, blessed, grace, favored is the one who considereth, who acts in assistance to that of the poor, the one who is helpless, the one who is in need, the one who needs help. Now David, by making this statement, he had to done it. For him to make this statement, blessed is he that considereth the poor, he must have been one that was, had been involved in doing so. 
for him to make this statement. To have experienced that of the blessing that is spoken of here in the text. Blessed is he that considereth the poor. You know, Jesus in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 7 said, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. I believe that's exactly what David was speaking of here. These very words that Jesus spoke of, spoke back, spoke in Matthew 5, I believe is the same, similar thought and idea that David makes known here. Blessed is he that considers the poor. You note here next that David here, having been the one who's made the statement, the one who has experienced what he has stated here, he further expands upon that of what he means by the person being blessed. He says, Blessed is he that considers the poor. The Lord will deliver him in times of trouble. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive, and he shall be blessed upon the earth, and thou will not deliver him under the will of his enemies. The Lord will strengthen him upon the bed of languishing. Thou will make all his bed in his sickness. I would draw your attention to the fact that David here he speaks of the Lord. And it's in caps. And we know what that means, don't we? David here in saying the Lord, he's speaking of the Lord God. He's speaking of the eternal God. The self-existent one. The one, beloved, who is the one and true and only God. Who is all powerful who is faithful, who is just, who is holy. Blessed is he that considers the poor, the Lord will deliver him. The Lord will preserve him. The Lord will strengthen him. The blessings here Happiness, protection, security, health are the blessings that God, David says, will bestow upon the defender of the weak one, the poor one, the helpless one. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. David, as I said, makes the declaration and must have been involved in doing so and knew the blessings. And I believe we'll see that to be the case as we get on further in the psalm. So David begins with the beatitude and then he expands upon that of the beatitude. Remember, Jesus said, blessed are the merciful. He makes a declaration. And then he goes on to say, for he shall receive mercy. Well, this is exactly what David does here. Only he expands and expands and expands a little bit more. 
the plea of the godly person is found beginning with verse 4 through 10. I said, Lord, be merciful unto me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against thee. I said, Lord. Now David is the one who is the writer of this psalm. He's the one who is speaking here as we read this. He says, I said, Lord, be merciful unto me. Here we have David pleading unto that of the Lord God. Pleading for that of mercy. Pleading for that of grace. Lord, be merciful unto me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against thee. Heal my soul. Why? For I have sinned against thee. And we don't know exactly what David here specifically is speaking of. But we don't necessarily need to know. David had sinned against God. He had done that which was unlawful with regards to that of God's law. He had broken God's law. That didn't, let me say to you, didn't make him a child of God. For you see, even God's children, they break God's law. They sin against Him. David here, he wasn't putting up out of a front and saying, you know, I'm perfect. No. He said, Lord, be merciful to me, for I have sinned. Beloved, we need His mercy. We need His mercy. We need that of His healing. We need that of Him to restore us. I think of the psalmist David over in Psalm 23 where he says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leadeth me. He has a righteousness for His sake. Verse 3, he says, He restores my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. David knew the Lord as his shepherd. And here we hear him crying out for his shepherd to have mercy upon him. To restore him. In essence, what David was saying with regards to what he's going to going to say here is is that he wasn't he wasn't without sin and that of what he was experiencing no he was a sinner sinner saved by grace I said Lord be merciful to me my soul 
Heal my soul, for I have sinned against thee. And verses 5 through that of 9, and we'll look at verse 9 in particular. We'll go into a lot of detail on the other verses. But David here, he writes of the difficulty that he finds himself in. He writes of his enemies. He says, My enemies speak evil of me. When shall he die and his name perish? When shall he die and his name perish? Have you ever had one to speak evil of you in that manner? When are they going to die and their name go out of existence? And I won't have to think about them anymore. And if he, that is the enemy, comes to see me, he speaketh vanity. His heart gathers iniquity to itself. When he goeth abroad, he telleth it. He says, when the enemy comes to visit me, he puts on that of a front when he's before me. But then after he leaves, he, behind my back, speaks ill of me. Verse 7, he says, All that hate me whisper together against me, against me do they devise my hurt. An evil disease say they did cleaveth fast unto me, and now that he lieth, he shall rise up no more. He says the enemies are saying that I'm gone. That I'm on my sickbed and there's no way that I'm going to rise up again. Well, it seems that he was. He was in on his sick bed, and that the sickness was serious. You notice, as an evil disease, say they cleaveth unto him, and now that he lieth, he shall rise up no more. Yea, my own familiar friend in whom I trusted, which did eat of my bread, has lifted up his heel against me. Yea, my own familiar friend, or Close friend. Close friend. In whom I trusted, which did eat of my bread, has lifted up his heel against me. This one particular individual that is spoken of here in verse 9 most likely was a recipient of that of the mercy that David speaks of back in verse number one when he says, Blessed is he that considereth the poor. David says, This one that I consider to be a close friend, this one whom I trusted in, this one who ate from that of my very table, He says he's lifted up his heel against me. He's trampled all over me. He's kicked me. He's punched me in the gut, you might say. In verses 10, 11, and 12, we have the end of the ungodly. 
or not, not the end of the ungodly, the, the end of the godly. But thou, O Lord, be merciful to me and raise me up that I may requite them. By this I know that thou favorest me, because mine enemy doth not triumph over me. And as for me, thou upholdest me in my integrity, and setteth me before thy face forever. You note here in verse 10, actually verse 10 is with that of the second division there, uh, that of David's plea. Again, we see David pleading unto the Lord to have mercy unto him, and to raise him up that he might requite him. In other words, that he might pay him back. Now, David was king. He'd been chosen out as king. He had a right. He had a right to bring the law against those that were his enemies. He says, O Lord, be merciful to me and raise me up that I may requite him. I might give him what he deserves. By this I know that thou favorest me because mine enemy doth not triumph over me. What is the end of the godly? Beloved, it's victory. Even though there may be dark days, even though there may be dark days of, of, of great difficulty, in the end... There's victory. David says, By this I know that thou favorest me, because my enemy doth not triumph over me. And as for me, thou upholdest me in mine integrity, and settest me before thy face forever. David, the man after God's own heart, he was one who loved the Lord and sought to serve him. He wasn't a sinless servant. Just like none of us here today are, sin, are sinless servants of the Lord. We all have things that we do that we ought not to do. But to note here, David here, he says, As for me, thou upholdest me, O Lord, in mine integrity, and setteth me before thy face forever. David had fellowship with the Lord. And he had hope for the future. Verse 13 is the end of the psalm and the end of the book as we pointed out. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting and everlasting. Amen and amen. Exuberant praise is offered up here in this verse unto the Lord. Praise unto God, and He is deserving of it. Beloved, God is faithful to those who are His people. He's faithful and trustworthy of our trust. David said, Blessed is He that considereth the poor. The Lord will deliver, will save, will preserve, will strengthen. We'll take care of the God. Now going back to verse 9 in closing, you most likely perhaps recognize that verse. 
David says, Yea, mine own familiar friend in whom I trusted, which did eat of my bread, has lifted up his heel against me. In John 13, verse 18, we have these words of the Lord. I speak not of you all, I know whom I have chosen, but that the Scripture may be fulfilled. He that eateth bread with me has lifted up his heel against me. The reason why you perhaps <coughs> believe that that verse is familiar to you is because the Lord Jesus quoted from this very psalm. Quoted it with regards to that of Judas. It's scary. David cried out unto the Lord. He poured out his soul, his heart, and out of his dark darkness and difficult days. And the Lord heard him. Beloved, we can do, do this very same. And we can be assured that He will hear us. We can be assured also as we contemplate that of the betrayal that David experienced and the betrayal that the Lord experienced from Judas. We can be assured, beloved, that the Lord, He will understand. He's a sympathizing God takes care of those who are His. We have access to God, our Father, to pour out of all, all of our cares unto Him. Perhaps you're going through a difficult time, dark days, loneliness, Take it to the wall. Songwriter Elisha Hoffman wrote, I must tell Jesus all of my trials. I cannot bear these burdens alone. In my distress, He kindly will help me. He ever loves and cares for His own. I must tell Jesus all of my troubles. He is a kind, compassionate friend. If I but ask Him, He will deliver me. Make of my troubles quickly an end. Tempted and tried, I need a great Savior. One who can help my burdens to bear. I must tell Jesus, I must tell Jesus. He all my cares and sorrows will share. And then the chorus goes, I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus. I cannot bear my burdens alone. I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus. Jesus can help me. Jesus will help me. Jesus. Perhaps you're going through that dark time. Or perhaps you know someone who's going through that dark time. Point them. Point them to the One. Who cares? Remember the words of Jesus. Blessed are the merciful. 
for they shall obtain mercy. All right. In the back of your bulletin, if you have one, there's an old hymn. Let's stand. And we'll close with this. Thank you.